0: As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen Nabiyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam His entire household, all his companions May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them all And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless every single one of us Ameen My brothers and sisters, the determination with which we sometimes engage in exercise is more than the determination we fulfill our prayer. If you witness some of the people who go to the gym, they go religiously and they make sure that they sweat and they make sure that they lose weight and they make sure that they see progress on a daily basis, had they given similar determination to the duties unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'm sure not only would they be saved from excess fat, but they would also be saved from that which would incur the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's just a point that crossed my mind. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to prioritize. I'm not saying it's wrong to keep fit and to lose a little bit of weight. But I am saying there is no point in being slim and fit when it comes to your physical body, but the excess weight that you have, when it comes to the spiritual being that you are, we need to deal with. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness and open our doors. Yesterday we ended on verse number 67 and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of something interesting, Surah Al-Tawbah, the issue of the hypocrites. And I made mention of the three qualities in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says ayatul munafiqi thalath the signs of a hypocrite 3 either haddatha when he speaks he lies wa waada when he promises he breaks the promise or when he makes a promise when he has given you an appointed time or an appointed word he actually breaks it and he ignores it wa tumina khan, when he is entrusted with something then he betrays that trust in another narration the hadith says, fajr." When he debates, he explodes. Explodes meaning, meaning he gets very angry. He cannot control himself. That's a hypocrite. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to calm down a little bit and to be genuine. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. This evening I want to start off with the believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes in verse number 71 of surah Al-Tawbah, that the believers are those who are protectors of one another. They will stand up for one another. They will look out for one another. Those are the true believers. Allah says, Indeed, the believing males and the believing females are protectors of one another. They care for one another. They reach out to one another. That term awliya has so many meanings. It would mean they are protectors, they are friends of etc. etc. And you and I know what that entails. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to be true believers. If I say I'm a mu'min, wallahi I have a duty to the rest of those who are mu'mineen. I have a duty unto them. I need to be able to practice a lot of restraint, be very patient when I deal with them, a lot of wisdom when I speak to them, a lot of tact, and I need to have a genuine feeling. And this is why people might ask, what are we supposed to be looking out for each other regarding? It's a good question. So Allah says, Five things made mention of in this verse. Firstly, they encourage people to do good. Yesterday, we spoke of how the hypocrites are the opposite. They encourage people to do bad and discourage people from good. When it comes to the believers, they actually encourage people to do good in a beautiful way. There is a method of speaking. You don't just speak to people in a way that turns them away from their obligations unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You need to employ beautiful methods to convince the people what their duty is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So true believers are concerned. I'm worried about you, my brother. You should be worried about me. I'm worried about you, my sister. You should be worried about me. Not that you swear me, not that you label me, not that you pass judgment, but you need to help me. You need to hold my hand and literally walk me down the path. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deeper understanding So Allah says, true believers, they encourage people to do good They discourage people from bad And themselves, do you know what they do? They fulfill their prayer And at the same time, they give out charities to the poor Which means they, if you look at the two of them One is the prayer That is their connection with their maker is good and two is charities. Their connection with the rest of the creatures of the same maker is also good. So both حقوق and hukukul Ibad, both the rights of Allah and the rights of fellow human beings are taken care of. And above that, Allah says, Allah wa They obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's instruction and the messenger like i said before everywhere in the quran allah speaks about how you obey allah and obey the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam if the sunnah was not important if the hadith was not important if the statements of the of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam were not important allah would have not mentioned rasulihi every single time he speaks about obeying him my brothers and sisters, listen carefully because there is a campaign at the moment where people are trying to go to those uneducated Muslimin who don't know much about their faith and they are trying to tell them, look, just accept the Qur'an. Forget about everything else. Wallahi! If you follow the Qur'an correctly, it will lead you in more than 20 to 30 places to follow what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said. And that would mean that you adopt the sunnah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen us all. These are the challenges of the time, my brothers and sisters. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter speaks about people who promise Allah to do things and later on they don't do it. Sometimes when we are not well, I'm giving you a simple example, that's come to my mind now. When we are not well, people say, Oh Allah, cure me. Oh Allah, if you cure me, I'm never going to miss a salah again. People say this. Well, you are saying something that you were supposed to be doing anyway, subhanAllah. Even if you were well, you were supposed to fulfill your salah anyway. So people might say, okay, I'm going to come with something voluntary. Oh Allah, if you cure me, I'm going to give a million rands out in charity. The question is where are you going to get those million from. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us barakah in our wealth. So say you do have that amount. When you get well, now you start thinking, hey, maybe I can drop one zero from the million and make it a hundred thousand. Why? Because now you're well. Remember, when you promise Allah something, Allah did not need it. You are the one who made a promise. The hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari speaks about those who make these type of vows where they are promising Allah to give something in His cause or to do something for His sake if He cures them or if He does something for them. Allah says, النظر لا يأتي بخير وإنما يستخرج من البخيل It's a hadith of Muhammad صلى الله عليه He says, that, that type of a vow does not come with anything good but it is extracting an act of worship from a person who is stingy a person who is selfish You know, I've always said when you have a little child you don't treat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like a child I say to the child, come here The child says, I don't want I Say, don't worry, I'll give you a sweet If you come here, I'll give you a sweet, Right? So now the child comes and then you put the sweet in your pocket. What will happen? The next time you say something, the child will not listen to you, right? The problem with us is we don't realize in a totally different way. We do that with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh Allah, give me this and I tell you what, I'm going to read one whole khatam. From here, from the beginning to the end, I'll finish it in one week. If you grant me this, ya Allah, I am going to go for hajj. I'm going to go for umrah. Allah says, hang on. Don't connect what you want from me to an act of worship. You are supposed to anyway be engaged in those acts of worship. A more correct way of saying it is, Oh Allah, I'm going to give out a million rands in charity. Cure me. I'm not connecting the cure with the million rands. But I'm saying, I'm already giving it. Accept it from me. And as a result of my goodness, give me cure. Oh Allah, I've got an examination tomorrow. May Allah make it easy for all those who are writing examinations across the globe. I'm writing examinations. If I pass, Oh Allah, then... I will read Qur'an. So that means if you don't pass, you're not going to read the Qur'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Rather you say, Oh Allah, I'm going to read the Qur'an. Make it easy for me, my examination. Whether I pass or not is one thing. I would love to pass, Oh Allah. So make dua to Allah. So." Verse number 75 to 77, Allah makes mention of a certain incident that took place at the time of the Prophet. ﷺ. There was a person who came in and he made a dua. Oh Allah, if you are to give me wealth, I promise you I will spend in your cause and be charitable. When that wealth came, guess what happened? He forgot or he left it. He quit and he actually went away. Allah says, وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ اللَّهَ لَإِنْ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ لَنَا مِنَ From among the hypocrites was one who said, "Oh Allah, if you grant me from your virtue, if you give me barakah in my sustenance, I will definitely be charitable and I will become pious. صَالِحِينَ means I'm going to become a better Muslim, so to speak. So Allah says... فَلَمَّا آتَاهُم مِّن فَضْلِهِ When we gave them from our virtue, then they became miserly and they turned away, going away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers and sisters, save yourselves by fulfilling your promises especially if the promise is made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine someone makes a promise to you. Tomorrow they come to you and they say, Sorry, I've changed my mind. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. This business of changing mind happens and it comes from a hypocrite. After you have made a promise, stop changing your mind unless it was something evil. That's the time when you are justified. You say, look, I promised you we would go to the nightclub tomorrow, but you know, I fear Allah. I decided I've changed my mind, I'm not going anymore. That's correct. But when you've promised to do something good, you don't change your mind just like that. You fulfill it, my brothers and sisters. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen us. So Allah says, Strong verses, strong words. Allah says, He has sealed their hearts with hypocrisy up to the end, up to the last day. They will be known as hypocrites. So my brothers and sisters, the point I want to raise, save yourselves from being considered hypocrites by fulfilling your promises unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Always fulfill the promise. If you have told Allah you will do something, do it so that you can protect yourself from becoming a hypocrite in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we move on to People who laugh at Muslimin and people who laugh at those who are pious, people who laugh at those who are trying to do a good deed. Let me give you an example. You find an old man, literally, you know, he cannot even walk properly, but he's coming into the masjid and he stands in one corner and he's shaking and people are laughing at him. Look at this man. What did he come for? He came to please Allah. Instead of laughing at him, you should be inspired by that man. To say, look at his health. Look at how cold it is. Look at how early he's come to the masjid. Look at how long he is sitting. Look at him in the first saf. That should be an inspiration for all of you. Rather than that, you find some people laughing. Look at this old man. He can barely stand. Look at this. Don't ever laugh at people who are trying to earn the pleasure of Allah. There is a different example given in the Qur'an. Verse number 79. Of people who were sitting at the time of the Prophet ﷺ. And they were watching people give donations. You know, some of the masjids, they have a person who walks around with a little box, Jumu'ah or at some time, and you have to take out and put the money. So, some people put 5 rands, 10 rands. Some people don't put anything, but they close the hand, they put it into the bucket, they open it and they quickly take the hand out as though they put something because they were embarrassed. We make a dua for those. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you wealth so that you can put it in. I mean, I'm sure you've got a coin. It reminds me of a man. They say, subhanallah, that... There was a man who was sitting and this tin came around. So he got out the dirtiest, you know, note that he had. It was a very dirty 10 rand note. And he got it out and he put it into that tin. So the man from behind him tapped him and gave him 200 rands. So he happily took the 200 rands and he put it into the tin. And he looked at the man behind him and nodded his head. So the man behind him says, No, that dropped off your pocket, you know. Dropped out of your pocket. And he looked and he said, What? You know, Because he thought that a man behind him was giving him a note to put in. He didn't realize while he was taking out the tenner, you know, carefully searching in his pocket to make sure the dirty one's coming out. That clean one dropped. And the brother behind is doing him a favor, Samaritan. He's saying, Look, take the note. Instead of taking it, he thought it's for the tin. He put it in. Look at how he felt. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our doors. So never laugh at people's amounts. There were people who used to laugh at these amounts during the battle of Tabuk or just before that, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam announced that he was collecting. So it's a good cause. Our people came. And you know, people came with a lot of wealth. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he came with everything he, he had. Subhanallah. Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, came with half. Uthman ibn Affan came with so many camels and so much, subhanAllah. And a, another man came with a small measurement of dates. Dates, a small amount of dates. So some of the people were laughing at him. And you know what they said? The hadith is made mention of in Sahih al-Bukhari. إِنَّ an sa'i Allah doesn't need this little measurement that this person is giving. Look at the few dates. Wallahi, that statement was detested by Allah. You don't know, that man worked all night because he didn't have anything to present for the cause. He worked all night and he was paid in the morning and he took half of what he was paid and he gave it for the cause. Which means 50% of what he owned, he gave it away. Percentage-wise, it's huge. Allah doesn't look at the amount, Allah looks at the intention behind it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what you've done. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this type of hypocrisy of people who laugh at those who are trying to give in the cause or those who are volunteering in the correct cause. And those who have worked, perhaps they have nothing besides their own effort to give. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, من المؤمنين في الله verse number seventy nine Al-Tawbah. Allah says those who are mocking at at the others who have come forth to give from amongst the believers who have given the amounts or who have had nothing to give besides their own effort and they have made a mockery or made a joke or laughed at them, scoffed at them. Allah will make a mockery of those. You want to laugh at someone? Allah will create a situation whereby everybody will laugh at you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not do that to us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. So the reason I make mention of this, save yourselves from people making a joke of you or laughing at you or making a mockery of you by not doing that with other people. If you do it to someone else, it will be done to you. Remember that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save God Then Allah speaks about in verse number 103, the cleansing of a person. I want to be clean. I want to save myself from being dirty. What should I do? Yes, people might say, I must wash myself. I must bath. I must perhaps use this type of soap. I must perhaps do this and that. We're not talking here solely of physical cleanliness. We're talking of the heart. One of the maladies of the heart is that it becomes too inclined towards this material life. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam verse number 103 of surah Al-Tawbah. مِنْ أَمْوَالِهِمْ صَدَقَةً تطهرهم. Subhanallah, take from their wealth a charity. Accept their charities in order that they may be cleansed. We are cleansed by the charities that we give. Like I said, the amount that you have been given, if you have, for example, $1,000, two and a half percent of it belongs to Allah. You have to break the note. And you have to give that as change. If I can word it that way. You have to give it. Only the 97.5 was yours. You have to give it away. If you've kept it with your wealth, you have messed and contaminated your wealth with wealth that does not belong to you. It's only when you give it, your wealth is clean, your heart is clean. And you know what? The more Allah gives you, the more difficult it becomes to give. When a man has a hundred grand, how much does he have to give? Two and a half rands. It's minor, it's small. He'll give five rands. Okay, take five. When the same man has 100 million, guess what? He has to scratch his head. You know what's the excuse? They say, hey, my property now and all my wealth is all in stock now. What do I do? My brother. No excuses. You break that building if you need to. Meaning, you sell it. You do something. You become liquid. Don't come and say, I'm not liquid. Because when you die, you're going to need that liquid. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. When you have a huge amount, be more generous, my brothers and sisters. Give out. Give out a lot. Nobody's ever become poor because they have given. Then we move on to people who use their wealth for a wrong cause. And the reason I'm going to make mention of this is because at the end of these verses, Allah says, وَاللَّهُ yahdil Allah does not guide those who are oppressors. Those who've oppressed themselves and oppressed others. And here we are speaking about sin. What was it? Why did Allah say that? And to which category of people did Allah say that to? To people who built a masjid. There were some people at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, they built a masjid. And at the end Allah says, Allah doesn't guide those who are valimeen, oppressed. What did they do wrong? Their intention when they were building the masjid was wrong. It was in order to split the community. It was in order to... Deviate people and to divert them from the right path. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of that between verse number 107 to 110 of Surah Al-Tawbah. And Allah speaks about it, calling it Masjidud-Dirar. Masjidan Diraran. Those people who built a masjid in order to harm the Muslims. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says don't stand in it. And at the end he says, Allah does not guide those who are sinful or those who oppress. Save yourselves from being misguided by having the right intentions when you do deeds for Allah. Whenever you want to do an act of charity or you want to do something for yourselves, for the community, for the Muslim ummah, the intention must always be important. We know so many scholars of hadith have commenced their books with the hadith that makes mention of the importance of intention. Amalu bin niyat. Indeed, all actions shall be judged by their underlying intentions, and every person will be rewarded according to their intention of the deed that they engaged in. May Allah subhanahu wa taala strengthen us all. It's a beautiful lesson. We save ourselves from being misguided. Imagine if Allah says, "I don't want to guide those who are who have evil intentions." That means clear your intention, make it straight. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. Then mention is made of the believers and the qualities of the believers and those who are going to be in paradise. Mention is made of what they used to do when they were alive. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, verse number 112 of surah Al-Tawbah, at-ta'ibuna al-aabiduna al-hamiduna as-sa'ihuna ar-raki'un as-sajiduna al-amiruna bil-ma'ruf wa an-nahana 'anil munkar wal-hafiduna li 9 things made mention of those believers whom Allah has praised they are the ones who seek forgiveness constantly They seek forgiveness. They worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They praise Allah in all conditions. And when they travel for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their journeys are made for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are the ones who bow for Allah. They are the ones who prostrate. For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala They are the ones who encourage people to do good They are the ones who discourage people from bad And they are the ones who protect themselves From going beyond the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala From sinning and transgressing May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those Imagine those are qualities What I want to tell you Start somewhere, my brothers and sisters I think, let's start with the first word at Let's become people who seek forgiveness. Like I explained, Tawbah is a person who changed his life and turned back to Allah. When we say, Astaghfirullah, oh O Allah, I seek your forgiveness. Wa atubu O Allah, I have now returned to you. Meaning I've changed my bad ways. This is why Allah says, at He praises those who turn to him. Brothers and sisters, it's enough. The whole world is suffering at the moment. We don't want to suffer in the hereafter as well. The bare minimum is let's turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can grant us goodness. He says, al mu'minin." At the end of that verse, he says, give good news to the believers. These are the believers. Give good news to them. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us who to be with. If you're a good believer, you will not be found in the company of those who are evil unless you're teaching them something. Or they've come to you in order to improve. But you need to have good company. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this. If you want to be saved from evil habits, if you want to be saved from losing the straight path after you were on it, make sure your company is beautiful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in verse number 119 of surah At-Tawbah, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَكُونُوا O you who believe, be conscious of your maker and be in the company of الصَّادِقُونَ Those who are truthful, be in the company of those who are righteous, those who are truthful, make sure you have good people around you. You're a person who doesn't... I was going to say smoke. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. Let me say it. You're a person who doesn't smoke. Don't be in the company of chimneys. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for the four or five people in our midst to actually do smoke. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really make it easy for you. I mean, quit the habit. Wallahi, it's not bad. What's not bad? It's not bad to be a person who seizes the month of Ramadan to give up his or her bad habits. My brothers and sisters, one of the worst things I've seen. Forget about the brothers. The sisters in a niqab. And then they have a cigarette. Astaghfirullah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect them from those type of filters. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. It's the worst thing you can ever see. It's the worst thing the habit, cut it for the sake of Allah. Don't you want to please Allah? Perhaps Allah might grant you entry into Jannah because He knows you've quit that habit and the bonus above that, you will save a lot of money. My brothers and sisters, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. I see many eyes looking at me. I might have to revise that figure from 4 to about 40. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Grant us ease. I really make a dua. May Allah help me to quit my bad ways and habits. And may Allah help you all to cut your bad ways and habits. Start somewhere. Wallahi, it's a beautiful day of Ramadan. I'm sure you can do this for the sake of Allah. This is a strong encouragement. Come on, save yourselves from cancer. Save yourselves from disease and sickness. Save yourselves from throwing your money away by quitting that habit. Is it okay, inshallah Alhamdulillah, I heard that loud and clear. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and I want to end on this point. Do you know on earth... We have difficulties, we have issues, sometimes security, sometimes financial matters, sometimes people come to us with bad news. You know, when Ibrahim salatu was told that you are going to be thrown into the fire, as he was thrown into the fire, he made a dua. He called out to Allah. He said to Allah, Allahu wa ni'man Allah is sufficient for me. He is the best disposer of my affairs. And Allah says, we made the fire cold for him. It didn't harm him. Why? Because he called out to us by saying, Oh Allah, you are enough for me. You are enough for me. You are the best disposer of my affairs. You know. Allah says, we came to him in a miraculous way. The same applies. When Muhammad sallallahu was informed that Abu Sufyan and the army was coming, you know what he said? People were saying, now we need to be worried. We need to be fearful. These people are coming to attack us with a big army. And he says, Allahu wa Allah is sufficient for us. He is the best disposer of our affairs. And guess what? They overcame the army. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. It was something powerful. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, regarding those who turned away. Those who turned away from the message. Those who were hypocritical. And those who did not want to listen. Or those whom after they listened they actually went back on what they had listened to and on their obedience. They went back. Allah says, verse number 129 of this beautiful surah, surah at Tauba. This is right at the end of the surah. Allah says, فَإِن تَوَلَّوْا فَقُلْ If they turn away, then you need to say the following. اللَّهُ لَا إِلَٰهَ إِلَّا هُوَ تَوَكَّلْتُ وَهُوَ رَبُّ الْعَرْشِ الْعَظِيمِ Allah is sufficient for me None worthy of worship besides Him Upon Him I have laid my full trust And He is the one عَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْتُ وَهُوَ رَبُّ الْعَرْشِ الْعَظِيمِ He is the Lord of the great throne It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who will protect you If you utter this dua My brothers and sisters Memorize it. Say it on a daily basis. Allah will grant you protection from a direction that you did not imagine. In a way that you didn't even think. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us all. May He protect us all from the calamities and disasters of this world as well as the disasters of the next May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all jannah and, sallallahu alaikum, wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdika nashhadu alla ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa